Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to the Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Please no tapping on the glass, it disrupts the animals. I'm Brad. I'm Pip. And today we're here to discuss Minute 17 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, we are re-merging, uh, re re-opening the uh, chapter on the Indominus Rex here and the Indominus siblings um, over at JurassicPedia.com. Uh, we went to this article when we uh, first seen the exit start of the film, we're back here now, when we learned that, uh, well... The Indominus ate one of its, <laughs> ate its sister. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, obviously the top predator of <laughs> the uh, two. <laughs> yeah. I, so I suppose that is why they created two in the first place, in case one of them did not survive, you know? I think it may have been uh, genetic degradation or something like that that was uh, the re like what they thought the uh, one may go out with, not the fact that one's going to eat the other. Which yeah, makes you wonder why they why they paired them up and had them in the one enclosure to start with. But um, one thing I did want to bring up here and uh, have a look more closely at is uh, at this time when Simon Masrani goes to visit the pen, he um, he doesn't know that there's no longer two, just the one, which may may give a little bit more reason why he's not so quick to just shoot it later when it escapes, um, mm -hmm. which we will get to there where it's a twenty eight million dollar asset. Where now um, he's probably spent fifty-two, uh, fifty-six million on two, and he's only got one left. Yeah. Which I'm sure Hoskins and that know. You, I just wonder why it never got to Mesrani. <laughs> but anyway, um, so there's a lot more there on the Indominus and uh, Paddock Eleven, which we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're also going to be going into uh, some of the. Concept art for um, the Paddock 11, which will uh, be discussed next minute. Yeah, yep. So head over to Jurassic-PD.com and check out that article and so many more. New ones going up every week. How's my park doing? Great. We're up 2.5% over last year, a bit lower than our initial no, projection. No, no, no. How is it doing? Are the guests having fun? Are the animals enjoying life? Well, guest satisfaction is steady in the low 90s. We don't have a way to measure the animal's emotional experience. Sure you do. You can see in their eyes, right? Of course. <laughs> okay. Now show me my new dinosaur. David, ready to get into minute 17? Yep. As we're in minute 16 of Jurassic World, 
Masrani and Claire had arrived at the Indominus Rex closure. And Claire was telling Masrani that they'd planned to open in May, but asset containment wanted the walls built higher. She's bigger than they expected. As we open on minute 17, Simon Masrani puts his hands on his hips and looks up at the large wall and says that's a good sign, talking to himself. At the five second mark, we cut inside an observation room as Claire continues. We hit a few speed bumps early on. It began to anticipate where the food was coming from, and one of the handlers almost lost an arm. And the others threatened to quit if she couldn't guarantee their safety. At the 20 second mark, Claire stops in front of a monitor and starts tapping on the screen. Masrani walks up to the window and says, So she's intelligent then? Claire replies, For a dinosaur. Masrani looks past Claire and points, And that? We pan to a section of the observation room window that spider webbed and cracked. Claire hesitates and says she tried to break the glass. With a look of horror on Masrani's face, I like her spirit. At the 38 second mark, heavy footfalls and the sound of cracking foliage averts their attention out in the enclosure itself. Thick, heavily forested ferns block the full view of the Indominus, but we can just see glimpses of her walking around in the underbrush. And as the minute ends, Masrani steps closer towards the glass and comments, oh, she's white. You never told me she was white. As we open on minute 17, Simon's still standing, looking up at the uh, the enclosure from outside after taking the helicopter ride there. And in front of him, we could see sort of a lot of the building materials there and uh, crates. And we get a Kanak construction logo on one of the crates, which mm-hmm. we know Kanak and Timac construction were used to build Jurassic World. I'm pretty sure this is the only time we get to see one of the logos in the film itself. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I don't even think I actually noticed that in uh, previous viewings. Which is weird because we get the crane in a couple of minutes' time feeding, feeding the IRX, and there's no logos on that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. None of the construction equipment, even the uh, the Chevy work truck we see later on when it escapes, there's no. Yeah. We well, I suppose they don't. They wouldn't really need to publicise the construction firm if they were they're working on a multi-billion-dollar project. Yeah. But uh, as this scene ends, Masrani is sort of standing there with his hands on his hips and just says it's a good sign seemingly to himself which the novels definitely uh explains more why that line's there i just don't know why the whole bit of dialogue that i have in the novels not in the uh in the film itself but we'll get there a bit later Mm -hmm. and we cut to claire opening a door to a small observation room and she continues to uh, talk to him Uh, we hit a few speed bumps early on it began to anticipate where the food would come from um she gives a the, the technician in there is sort of near the panel and she sort of gives him a little wave of a hand as to scram which I thought was a little bit rude as she walks into the room here but she continues one of the handlers almost lost an arm and the others threatened to quit if I couldn't guarantee their safety I wonder if this is a little callback to Jurassic Park where the big one had the raptors feed, uh, attacking the feeders when they went to uh, feed the raptors in the holding pen Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure it is. In fact, it almost reminds me of the opening as well, where the um, raptors basically had to be moved to this extra secure enclosure because of that reason, you know? Yeah. Basically, the wor- I can imagine the rest of the workers going on strike on Hammond 
after Joffrey died, you know? But at least at least Hammond was using Costa Rican labor from what we see there. <laughs> so I don't know how, how quick they'd be to get onto the uh, the OHS and all that sort of stuff, but I wonder how long ago this happened, because surely you're not feeding the animal by hand when it's 30 feet long. Yeah. If you are, you're probably up up on top of the fence throwing food over the fence wall to her, or I don't think you're putting your hand through... And <laughs> we talked about this a couple of minutes ago when we first got to the RX enclosure, just what their idea was for feeding the animal once the stadium was all up and running, but... But we're going to continue that later on too when we get the crane because <laughs> that's, that's yeah. even worse. <laughs> um, but maybe that that's another reason too why we haven't got any sort of local um, Costa Ricans working there because they they realised how unsafe it was and <laughs> they all pulled mm-hmm. out. We'll, we'll let the white people come down from from the states and <laughs> take the jobs. <laughs> uh, they look through the grass walls, looking out in the enclosure, and Claire starts playing around with uh, one of the monitors on a stand here and. Uh, watching a YouTube video the other day, these these um, these stands are no longer at the Irex enclosure in Hawaii, uh, but they seem to be sort of like demo stands you'd find in a uh, like an Apple Genius store or something, Apple store, yeah, um, advertising iPads or that sort of thing. And they don't even look like they're even secured to the ground. They were probably just dummy screens that they had. I mean, you you never actually get to see them close enough, except for that one time when. The um, construction worker guy there is uh, playing around with trying to trying to um, track its thermal signature later in the movie. Mm. Oh, there's also weird. Oh, go. Okay. I was gonna say there's also weird because it looks like there's an administrative or even or some kind of janitorial or something like that. There's like a little door here off to the side from the main entrance, which we know from the construction of this structure. It doesn't lead to anywhere. There's <laughs> nothing on the other side of that door except for the wall, you know? So that's yeah. kind of an interesting choice to have that there. Yeah, I wonder if there's a work in progress. If they've got this um, small office here with the monitoring equipment in it, if this is mm-hmm. eventually going to be the control room for um, in Verizon Stadium <laughs> and, uh, and they're going to add more structures to the outside later on. It could have been. But yeah, it's still weird that they put a door in there when they easily put it in later on, as you mm-hmm. said. And even even Claire playing around with this tablet or monitor on the stand, obviously it's just a playthrough of, um, or it might even be CG of um, some of the scans we see on the on the screens later on. But mm-hmm. she's sort of just looking for. I don't know if she's trying to see where it is so she can let Masrani know or or anything like that. But it seems weird that she's here playing around with it and not. And sort of talking to him at the side of her mouth as well. But they look out through the glass. I said that. Uh, Masrani um, says so she's intelligent then, and Claire agrees for a dinosaur. Again, not having any idea about uh, the animals being actual animals, not assets. And that's when Masrani asks, and that, pointing to a spiderweb with cracked glass in one of the windows. And Claire follows his gaze and shows the crack, and uh, she says it tried to break the glass. Which, the way this uh, enclosure is set up, it's surprising it hasn't tried to break the glass more often. <laughs> Especially when this is at its head height uh, in there. We'll get to some of the concept art next minute, but a lot of the uh, concept art for the Indominus enclosure has sort of a moat or drop-down um, embankments around the 
the wall itself, so it can't really get to the wall. Whereas here, I think in the paddock itself, it's only about 10 feet off the ground or something, the actual <laughs> um, observation room in the window, so... Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not very high off the ground. I, the movie makes it look like it's much higher up than it really is. It's, like you said, only 10, 15 feet. And even the concept art has bars across the windows. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be... Um, even if it was toughened glass, thick toughened glass, that still has to be inside a frame that can hold it and the impact of a big animal. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also interesting because this whole area, this whole viewing paddock area, or viewing box area, is a lot more secured in the um, concept art in general. It's got spotlights aimed at the area around the rim, and then there's looks like electric prods around the edge of a big pit that's not even there at all in the movie yeah i wonder if it just come down to how much money they had to build the set or because even something like flood some floodlights on the walls or something um Mm -hmm. and we still question why why it's got such a big door (laughs) dinosaur sized door Mm -hmm. Um, well the other thing is is that this set they only built like this corner of they only built these two walls of it Whereas the concept art showed that it was meant to be a large octagonal building, you know? Hex isn't hex six? Hexagonal? Or, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Six sides. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's only, only supposed to be hexagonal. Uh, before we started recording them on my fingers, uh, six. And what is it? Hex. <laughs> trying to work it out myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. And oh, yeah we'll, they, um, they, what's that? Oh, I was just going to say, we got some photos from uh, Real Tours Hawaii that uh, they took over there before and post-filming. We'll post up on the uh, the Facebook page and socials with uh, the set itself. But, um, yeah, there was something else you wanted to add? Uh, no, no, actually, though, I do remember that this scene that we got concept art for, where it was basically a worker checking out the uh, enclosure there, I do remember us getting that as like a teaser up into the movie, they had obviously cropped out the Indominus herself. They didn't want us to see it, see what the design was yet until they had been ready for that reveal. But I do remember there's the concept art that's here up on uh, Behind the Gates, the Facebook page here, with the worker checking the iPad and somebody else at a terminal over in the background. And you just see the um, glass box with the bars over the windows. Oh, okay, so that was released as... Um... A bit of a, a bit of a um, teaser was it without the yeah there. yeah I do I do remember that oh, okay because I seem to remember the um, one well that might be might have just been the shot internal shot looking at the um, at the windows from inside the pen and it, mm-hmm. it sort of looked like it was concept art but then someone took a photo link of the actual shot as well um, mm-hmm. well yeah I do remember that somebody took a photo. And, and of inside the box, somebody has snuck onto the set after they'd done been done with it, and um, took a photo of inside the box and compared it to the concept art. And basically, like uh, this is what it is, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. But it seems a bit odd here too. Masrani seems to be the only one that's um, <laughs> seeing the danger. Claire's like, oh, yeah, it hit the glass. It's probably smart for a dinosaur, and uh, <laughs> thinking it's just another animal. And we've seen a couple minutes time. Mm-hmm. Away from the raptors and Mizrani, 
sort of is the only one concerned about them being loose on the island as well. Um, mm -hmm. We get the line next minute about Hammond having the best engineers, but no one seems to think the uh, carnivores <laughs> would need to be worried about it. Um, or be worried about, I should say. And it continues sort of through through the film as well. I think the inter I think it's the interesting thing here is you compare this one this paddock here to the raptor paddock, which we'll see in a couple of minutes from now, and you just notice how overgrown it is, and that it's just obviously nobody's been in there for lawn maintenance, and <laughs> I don't think anybody's been able to get in there for lawn maintenance, unlike the raptor enclosure where they've obviously been able to keep uh they've been able to bushwhack the uh jungle back uh in the in the place so that there's uh part of it that's jungle and a part of it's that open space evidently this would have been the um this would have been the indominus arena that we would have seen as an attraction and you wouldn't have really gotten much of an attraction if it, the entire thing was filled with trees you know? Yeah, well, we're going to mention the, uh, the heavily forested predator paddocks <laughs> in a couple of minutes' time. But, um, yeah, I, I, know, I know why it's here, because one, there's no back to the set, and two, it's cheap for CG. You don't have to show the mm. animal itself. You just need to show some trees rustling. <laughs> some. <laughs> well, I mean, the weird thing is is you do get to see like little glimpses in the, of the Indominus herself. It's kind of like that classic monster movie reveal you only get kind of glimpses of the monster before eventually they just show all about midway through the movie mm. you know and yeah. so you do kind of like get glimpses of all of a sudden the thigh appears and it's like and it's almost like it's you that they camouflaged it you know that she's using her camouflage ability already and we just, because oh, all of a sudden she goes from one frame, all you see is jungle, and the next frame, all you see, you can see like her thigh, and then we get the like the glimpse of the um, like the back of the hand or the head, and then we get the close up in the eye in next minute here. Yeah, yeah, but I reckon Masmerani must have eagle vision because I've watched the minute over a couple of times, and yeah, you can see her moving in the background, but I would never have thought she was white, especially when we get a head coming in the shadows, looking forward well, in that think... eye. But... I think that is meant that he that they're seeing that in the course of the movie themselves, they're, they the characters are seeing more than what the audience is seeing. The audience yeah. has not yet been revealed the Indominus Rex, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, we'll return to this in a minute. <laughs> um, Simon stares um, open eyes at the crack and says he likes her spirit. He likes the fact that she's damaging his <laughs> his assets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's just impressed, and he's basically realizing he's a, he's having a uh, Gennaro moment where he's going to make a fortune with this attraction. <laughs> yeah, well, that's when we get this attraction maker presence felt. Uh, we get a growl and a bit of a footfall um, from out in the enclosure, and that pulls the attention away um, out in the enclosure itself. And as we look out the trees, we can see him swaying, um, and the footsteps can be heard. There's probably some poorly paid uh, extras down there just shaking shaking leaves and bushes <laughs> to make it look like the animal's moving through there. Mm -hmm. Although it wouldn't surprise me if that's all done by CG now anyway. Just make the tree look move. Um, yeah, it could have been. But yeah, through the uh, trees you can sort of barely make out the animal's back as it's moving. Um, as we were saying before, probably more so the fact that it's trying to cam well, just testing out its camouflage ability as it's moving from um, through the foliage. And um, 
Well, we didn't go into it. Yeah, the heavily forested pens. We said that we had the same thing with the uh, the raptors in the holding pen at the start. Like, don't make a pen you can't see your predators in. <laughs> don't give a predator a place to hide. Yeah. Having a little, uh, just a little patch of trees, something. What we say it was going to be fifty feet. So you're not going to yeah. have you're not going to be able to have um, heavily forested enough for this thing to be able to hide completely in there, especially once you get the stadium seating and everything up. You can't have trees that the fans or the uh, the spectators can't see through <laughs> the foliage to uh, mm-hmm. see the animal. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of uh, the animal hiding and not a lot of cheering from the audience. I'm sure the whole animal rights thing, if it did exist in this world, they'd be saying, well, the animals need somewhere to retreat to to get away from the screaming kids and everything else. But... Mm-hmm. We're going to get it when we get to the raptors in a minute as well. <laughs> um, extinct animal brought back to life has no rights. It exists because we made it. We patented it. We own it. Yeah, and if Hoskins is um, saying that, then that's probably probably what the general feel is at Jurassic World. Um, <laughs> um, Sorry, I was watching The Lost World the... Uh, the other night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I know, I know, I know it's a Ludlow Lines, just we get exactly the same thing from Hoskins in about three minutes' time. Uh, um, we get a real nice shot here, too, of Masroni sort of standing in the window, looking out with um, the sort of reflection of the animal moving around in front of him. And as you said before, there you can obviously see a lot more than what the audience can, um, because like we're, we're being kept in the dark a little bit more, just waiting for the the full reveal later on when it breaks out but uh, we get some back and forth shots as the animal moves through the uh, trees and Masrani sort of taking a couple of steps close to the glass to see her and we sort of get some um, some of those sort of horror strings in the soundtrack start to build up as if uh, an attack's anticipated and it's something I was probably expecting in the theatre for her to maybe not lunge out and hit the glass again but just a jump scare. I was waiting for a jump scare to happen. <laughs> uh, At the same time, I think that kind of would have felt a little cheap, you know? Mm. I mean, Jurassic Park's... I mean, yes, it has had jump scares, like, for example, the uh, raptor behind the bars, but at the same time, I think that that not having that, not pending on them, kind of makes Jurassic Park a bit of a stronger and the horror... Um, genre in that way yeah 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 i think it was just just the main that everything's so fixated on on the animal moving around it just made up a a, make a good a good point to do it where everyone's fixated on the screen (laughs) but uh as the minute ends masroni breaks the silence and says oh it's white you didn't tell me it was white Oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask why she's white. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's familiar with Mean Girls. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I was not. Uh, (laughs) Again, I wonder how much is getting sent back to Masrani in reports. Or whether whether he even looks, checks in or anything in relation to the animal. Like him coming to the island now to check on his new asset, maybe the first time he's actually looked at uh, mm-hmm. any info on it since it was born. He may have got a... Um, he may have got a memo to say, uh, success, we have two hatchlings, and that's the last he sort of looked into it. As uh, as Hoskins says later, he's got his fingers in so many corpora- so many businesses, 
He doesn't know what he's in charge of. Yeah, true. But uh, looking over in the novel comparisons briefly, um, we get a little bit more from Claire saying that they had to build the... which she says they have to build the walls higher. Uh, Mazarino says that um, they had to build his him a bigger crib for him when he was a child, and that's when the good sign comes in, so we don't get that dialogue from Claire or uh, oh, we don't get the rest of that sentence from Mazrani for some reason in the film uh, when we enter the observation room there's uh, multiple park staff monitoring the Irix on screens we can see one monitor showing the thermal outline of the animal so a bit more show and not so much of uh, Claire telling about the way, it can, the way we see it and everything else in the pen which for what we get later in the film you can't really have a heap of park staff in there one guy sitting down having his lunch and not noticing the uh, the Irex escape or scruff, scruff up the wall anyway is sort of needed for the plot. And we also get the beef flowing into the enclosure here as well. Uh, clawed arm emerges from the fern, snatches it back, and Mazarani can see, or just make out the greyish-white colour of the animal. So that's how he sees that it's white. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dave, that's minute 17. Anything else you want to add before we get here today? Yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. All right, lovely.